0: sports talk for real sports fans back to miller and condon on 1700 kbgg
1: all right welcome back it's the one o'clock hour the ken miller show 1700 kbgg trent condon and myself with you right up until two o'clock here today jimmy b and tc well tc the tc show Live from the fair from 3 until 6, Brinson with the day off today, and that was a good call on your part. I make a lot of good yes, calls. Yes, you do. Be.
2: The old man needs more time off than most. He's
1: slowing down a little, isn't he? He He's is. had a heck of a career. He really has. He's Didn't... been America's guest his entire life. <laughs> he has.
2: Uh-huh. Doesn't get out to the golf course quite as much. Mm-hmm. No, doesn't he? Not as much. I mean, there, When I first met him like, three, four years back, He's out there every day.
1: And when I first met him, he would show up at work. Uh well, we were supposed to put in a they wanted us to put in an eight-hour day, sure. right? I got that. Full time. Mm-hmm. I get there about nine thirty. Jimmy B would sashay in straight from the golf course about noon, twelve thirty, somewhere around there. Uh-huh disheveled wouldn't go home and shower oh man, that's wonderful huh? yeah, well there was a shower at the at, at the so he'd ah. use the facilities there. well he'd save, save money, money on, on water, water. <laughs> yes. bring his electric razor plug it into his desk to save on electricity at Jeez. home i mean how much is that seriously cents, pennies per year pennies yes he's a he's got the alligator arms he does He's had a hell of a career. I don't know how he's done it. He's fooled him in a lot of markets, (laughs) (laughs) including this one. Yes, he has. (laughs) What a fun guy. No, he is a fun dude. I I like Brinson. I like Brinson. So trying to figure out what um, the September 22nd. Do you want a night game at Kinnick for
2: Wisconsin? Uh, Yes, I would like that. I will be in Vegas that weekend. That's your Vegas weekend, Wisconsin-Iowa? You can guess how that conversation went over in the Condon household. Oh, my. Yeah, uh, Mr. Condon was not real pleased about it.
1: So when will you leave? Will you leave on Friday? Thursday. You're leaving Thursday? Leaving Thursday morning. Are you flying Southwest? Southwest, Good yep. call. Yeah, I've never flown Southwest Oh, before. Trent,
2: it's the best. Well, you told me Frontier was good, too.
1: Well, when <laughs> I used to fly, when I was coming back from Vegas on Frontier, they had yeah. TVs in every seat in front yeah, of you.
2: I, I've flown Fro- Frontier twice since we had that conversation not even close.
1: Well, they don't have TVs in front of you on Southwest, but bring an iPad or bring yeah. a device, and it's free TV. I mean, free. Oh, now you can't nice. scroll, you can't um, surf the internet. I think it's like a token six, eight bucks or whatever. Sure. But watching TV in a flight just boom, and you're there, right? So nice. And the best part about it is, and it's legit. I mean, it's their taglines. Their moder- bags fly free. There's no catch. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you, even if you've um, got the uh, uh, wanna get I where they, that's their cheapest? Mm-hmm. Bring two bags. And you're in good shape. And you're in great shape. I, I'm a big Southwest fan. I'm taking them now next week I yeah. told you how much my plane ticket was, right? Just ridiculous. Uh, approaching a thousand? Over a grand. Because I have to go to California for two for two days. I'm leaving Tuesday, coming back Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it was over a grand, but and I could have gone, you know, nine hundred on United. Oh yeah. But then the bags and then there's no TV. And there's no points. <laughs> points are good. Points are good, and they're accruing significantly. Yeah. And, uh No, I'm a big Southwest fan, Trent. I really am.
2: I'm. Uh, so you're going out there for a little work. Uh huh. I mean, my
1: office will be Santa Anita Racetrack.
2: That's a pretty nice office. I'll say. Take that every time, and uh-huh. then and then it's football completely. It's I mean, awesome, it, isn't it? It, it is. We mentioned it right at the end of the hour. I also told you before we came on today. Watch hard knocks finally. Got mm-hmm. got to see it last night. Yeah, let's spend a couple streaming. of minutes on
1: because it's a short segment.
2: Yeah. It uh same beats, you know, kinda mm-hmm. year after year. Mm-hmm. But I it's funny, I was listening as I was driving around this morning to an NFL podcast and they're making fun of Hugh Jackson and then after watching He had it, a tough couple yeah, of weeks and, leading up to that. And I've made j- jokes on Hugh and now I feel bad about it. Yeah, we lost what his
1: sister and his mother, his brother, brother and his mother, yeah. brother and his mother, like a week apart, and uh, broke down. How about him when he had all of his staff around him? They're coming up with suggestions, and it was no, I'm driving this bus. Yes, we're doing it this way.
2: That was a a
1: surprising. I thought moment. so too. I thought so because Todd Haley was, um, you know, he was not happy nope. that some of the guys weren't practicing, and and um, neither was Jarvis Landry. Neither was Jarvis Landry. Oh. He said as much. Yeah, I mean, look, I way overhype it, and it's never going to live up to my, you know, over the moon hype. But what it is, it's it's more so. Yes, I like the show, but it's 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 over the moon hype that football's back, right? And this is another box to check, you know, as you get closer and closer and closer to Week One.
2: We're getting there. We got a full slate tonight.
1: Yeah, including. Um, all the locals, with the exception of the of the, Bron- uh, the Broncos, well, the Broncos, yes, because they play the They're Vikings. They're not on a Sat- local. No, but I mean, the opponent is the Vikings yes, play on Saturday is. night. Uh, and by the way, uh, Nick Easton, starting guard, out for the year. And he's been playing center since out- outline, elf line mm-hmm. has been banged up in training camp. So this offensive line that was uh, the worst in football two years ago. They were good last year, but we thought that Adequate. they were great because they were so bad the year before. <laughs> in comparison, in yes. In comparison, yeah. right? And now they've got some, um, got Offline some issues. Offline's
2: up, and another one of their guards is also banged up. Doesn't sound like anything. Remmers, maybe? Remmers, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that goes back to uh, the, the last year when he uh, had the injury. Certain. In the NFC Championship game. Banged up. And you couple it with no Tony Sperano. Uh, His untimely passing. Yeah. One of the best in the game as an offensive right. line coach. Oh, oh. Pump the brakes on the Vikings. Yeah. See, I don't think Green Bay's got enough talent.
1: Your Bears are coming, but they're not there yet. And Detroit's Detroit. Bears eleven and five sneak in the back door. Bears are going to be way better Trent, in than they've been the last couple of years. Yeah. Now I don't know what that means. I mean, if I think eight and eight would be, I think you'd sign for eight and eight, wouldn't you, as a Bears fan?
2: Oh yeah. You, now you remember the last time, back to the spring, when you got me to be optimistic about my team and how that's transpired with the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. They're trying to do the same with the Chicago Bears. Yeah. I'm not listening to you this time. No, you shouldn't. They're going to stink. Right. We'll come back with uh, Mitch Holtis, the Chiefs,
1: if not the favorites, certainly right there with the Chargers to win the AFC West. you agree with that?
2: Yes. Fair. No doubt. Mm -hmm. And your Broncos inching forward. They're going to surprise some teams (laughs) this year. Don't
1: rule out Denver winning the AFC West.
2: You're just a Denver fan. <laughs> That's nothing but a Denver fan.
1: Mike Francesa said those words in 1998. You're nothing but a Denver fan. No, they're going to beat Green Bay, Mike, and I'm telling you why. And they did. And we'll come back with Mitch Holtz, the voice of the Chiefs, next. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I until two on 1700 KBGG.
0: Hey, it's Bill Ryder. It's
1: nice to be talking to the home crowd again in Central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you, five to nine p.m. weekdays on Des Moines' Big Talkers. 1700 KBGG.
2: Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home.
3: Support Special Olympics Iowa and join the Kiwanis Club of Urbandale for the annual Jim Jordan Memorial Golf Classic on Wednesday, August 15th at Our Creek Golf Course in Ankeny. Special Olympics Iowa provides year-round sports training and athletic competition to over 14,000 individuals with intellectual disabilities in the state of Iowa. The tournament starts at 8 a.m. and all golfers receive 18 holes of golf, a cart, lunch, and opportunity for prizes. To sign up a foursome, as an individual or for sponsorship opportunities, please visit s o i o w a dot org or call 515. 515- 986-5520. We'll see you on August 15th at Otter Creek Golf Course to chip in for the athletes. Sponsored by Indeed. Are
1: you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions, then zero
2: in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at indeed.com
4: hire. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Rufa Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette,
1: give us a call. That's
2: rightroofing.com with an R.
3: Roof it once, it right. right.
2: The 18th annual Cruise to the Carousel
4: will take place on Sunday, August 26th. This annual event is hosted by the Roland Relics Car Club and includes food an auction, classic cars, and, of course, free carousel rides during the event. Register your car before August 13th for a chance to win $100. For more information, go to heritagecarousel.org. All proceeds from the Cruise to the Carousel directly benefit the Heritage Carousel Foundation.
0: iowa baseball company
4: you ever wonder what you look like with a full natural head of hair we'll find out mr executive lets you try before you buy get real hair again and a lease with options mr executive offers a 90-day lease for just 200 dollars
1: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back
4: to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, welcome back. Ken Miller's show, 1700 KBGG. Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com, coming up here in about uh, 20 minutes or so. The Chiefs play here tonight. They play here all season long, home and away. On 1700 KBGG, including tonight pregame show is at six. Kickoff is at seven thirty, and you will hear this guy right now, Mitch Holtus, the voice of the Chiefs. How are you? Are you ready to go?
4: You know it is, man. It's game day. Yes, it We're is. all sitting in front of the locker. You are too. You're just staring at the floor. Yep. Uh, pads headphones are on. on. Oh yeah, headphones. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna just going with it, and then uh, eye black is on and i eat my pregame meal, which is Papa John's Pizza from Donaldson's. Oh, my. But yeah, yeah, it's game day, dog. It's <laughs> way, the way it rolls.
2: Mitch, uh, you've been doing this for a long time, this coupled with what you do with the MVC and college basketball. You've called thousands of events. Do you still get the butterflies, the anticipation? Of, d- does that still come with you, especially game one of a season?
4: Every time, every time. And actually game one, game 15, uh, particularly with the Chiefs now kind of joining the fray of being yep. an AFC challenger, which they've been in this role now for five years, all under Andy Reid, then yeah, you know, every, every week matters. And even these preseason games, I mean, this one tonight, um, it's special because of Mahomes taking over the QB one, but who's on the other sideline? It's Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson. And you know, those two will, this is my open those two will forever be linked yep. because the Chiefs trade up. They take Mahomes some thought they would take Watson. Two picks later, the Texans pick Watson. Mm. I mean, just that, and then the, the drama of who's going to miss this team and who's not. And for you guys, local flavor here. I mean, this is a big night for Ben Neiman of Iowa. He uh, he's going to get a chance to play a lot tonight, and I know he played a lot in Iowa City, but he's had a good camp, uh, impressive. But you know what happens tonight, and so uh, we know about Hitchens from Iowa, but. Particular guy like Ben Neiman, these guys, these games are like the Super Bowl.
1: No doubt about it. Hey, Mitch, I want to ask you because I know we're going to hear from Andy Reid uh, right uh, as soon as we get through this. But, you know, Trent and I were talking during the break. He, he's got a Super Bowl ring. He was uh, quarterbacks coach on, on Holmgren's staff, Super Bowl 31, when Green Bay beat New England. Brett Favre's only Super Bowl. What would a Super Bowl do to his resume? Kind of piggybacking on yesterday's Hall of Fame discussion, does he need to get a Super Bowl ring to elevate him to that Hall of Fame coach status in your mind?
4: Interesting question, and it's very timely. He was just at the Hall of Fame because two of his former players now, T.L. wasn't there, but you guys were asking me about this Hall of Fame class. Brian Dawkins was one of his most prominent players and important players during Andy's run as the Philadelphia Eagles coach. Now, a lot of people went with Andy on that trip, and some of them came back and told me they think he'll get in, whether he wins a Super Bowl or not. I mean, you're talking top ten coach uh, in NFL history as far as wins. He's sitting at nine, I believe, but ready to roll even forward. Uh, by the time he's done, he's not I'm sure he could be top five at all time wins in NFL history or close to it.
2: Mitch, uh, to Andy Reid this evening and, and what he wants to see from his young quarterback. I, I know you had something to say with him about that. Set this up for us.
4: Well, okay, let's just take Patrick Mahomes. And I told you earlier at training camp, we've had big crowds at camp. And Mahomes would be in the QB1. He, he came out a little nervous, a little tense, tight, like gripping the football. People have talked about his 10 interceptions in the two and a half weeks he's been at camp. And tonight, we, with Watson being there... It just adds, you know, just adds a little something. That's not always good, because you know, don't try to prove to everybody that you belong, or try to do too much. For Andy Reid, he's really trying to manage Patrick Mahomes. He loves him, but he also knows with this, show, he's 22 years old, and and Andy's just told Mahomes, just settle down here, and just be yourself. Yeah, he's done everything we've we've expected him to do. Um, uh, again, the more he plays, the better he's going to be. Uh, we've seen that in practice, from from uh, the OTAs to the start of camp to where we sit today. And we'll see how he does uh, uh, with that uh, little bit extra burden of, of being the um, being the guy. And and so you, you put that pressure on yourself, or do you, you come out and you play? Mahomes has said, bring it on, give me all you got, even with the Chiefs defense. And Andy's like, okay, you want it, here it is, and here's a whole lot more you didn't count on. That's what the last months, and really the 15 months, Mahomes has been a Chief has been like for him. Well, now he's going to go on the field against another team as the QB1 in his stadium. There's so much anticipation It'll be curious to see how Patrick reacts tonight.
1: Indeed, and we'll see him for the first quarter or thereabouts. And then mostly Tyler Braze says uh Q2 and 3 before McGloin gets his chance. Is that how you see it?
4: Uh, actually, it'll be Chad Henney. Chad Henney's here now. Oh. He's, uh, he's a longtime clip holder, board holder, whatever. Yep. For uh, He had Blake Bortles, and before mm-hmm. that he had Gabbard. So he hasn't played much. He's been good in camp. But I kind of wonder, if you know, we've talked about this for years with you guys your backup quarterback, the Wikipedia definition is, they must win a meaningful game for you. I mean, here's Nick Foles with the Super Bowl, but he, he salvaged our 16 season uh, when he was our backup. And then McGloin will get some time, and then Chase Litton, the rookie free agent from Marshall, will get the mop-up role. And with Mahomes, who knows? Andy said, don't hold me to the quarter, quarter, quarter thing. That's the plan. But if he comes out and goes down the field 80 yards for a touchdown, he may bring him out. If he goes three and out, Ken, the first two or three times, and Trenton can. He'll uh, he'll mm-hmm. keep him out there to try to get him some confidence.
2: You uh, mentioned Ben Neiman, a big night for him, the former Hawkeye. What about another starter with Hawkeye ties, Anthony Hitchens? Kind of same thing for all these starters. We we talk a lot about Mahomes because he's a quarterback and his first year starting, but same plan for basically everybody or will it be different for guys like Hitch?
4: It's different for Hitch. He's not going to get, uh, I don't think even think he'll get the whole quarter. I think he'll play. Remember, he had a, a week ago. He tweaked a hamstring. Yeah, chasing the cheetah, and uh, but he came back to practice. It'll be a game time decision, I think, with Hitch. Now, with Hitch, you better chain him down if you're not going to play him. Because <laughs> honestly, he, I, I seriously, this guy is so wired that he is going to go. I don't, you know, I will put um, gray tape around my hamstring. I want to play, and I want to play tonight. That's the way he is, and he's contagious. Uh, but I don't think he'll get a lot of snaps. Neiman could get a lot. He could get the whole second half because the Chiefs are really interested to see what they have with him. They're they're getting more than they thought they had, but now what, what can he do in a game against other NFL players?
1: From game-time decisions to dinner-time decisions.
4: Oh, and no better way to enjoy the game. You know, just kind of hanging out on the back porch uh, with you guys at 1700 and then getting the Papa John's pizza during the 22nd. Birthday party. I've mentioned it every day here. Why don't you mention it? You guys gals, call them and uh, check them out or papajohns.com and say, are you guys celebrating your birthday? What do I get? Because they're giving you the present.
1: Indeed they are. Great stuff. We will be uh, listening tonight, Mitch Holders. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.
4: Game. Game D, I'm hitting your shoulder pads as we speak, Absolutely. You
1: know? I can Let's feel go. it. I'm pumped up. See you, pal.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mitch Holt is voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs football tonight following Trent Condon live
2: at the State Fair. Um, an hour and a half pregame show. It's it's a longie. Game one. Plenty get excited about, though, in Kansas Indeed. City. Uh,
1: Watson and Mahomes, and he's right. Those yeah. two QBs will be joined at the hip. Uh, Throughout their entire career. All right, we will come back. Mitch Sherman is a college football writer at ESPN.com. We will do Big Ten and Big 12 with Mitch Sherman. Ken Miller Show. Transit ITIL 2, 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's our final half hour of the program, or thereabouts. Trent and I will take you up until 2 o'clock, or thereabouts, here on 1700 KBGG. Trent's at the fair later on today. We'll tell you all about that before we get out of here. But right now, let's talk some more college football. Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com. He's been hanging out at Nebraska camp here the last couple of days. Let's get into that, Mitch. First of all, good to talk to you. How are you?
0: I'm well, Ken, how
1: are you? Doing fine. So, um, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of hype around this Nebraska program, maybe more so within the borders of Nebraska. Uh, but I think it's legit. I loved the hire when they made it. I think they finally got a Nebraska, got another Nebraska guy who gets it, who understands the culture. I thought he was one of the winners, maybe the winner uh, at the podium and Big Ten Media Days in Chicago. Um, give us a sense of um, you know what uh, what what's going on in Lincoln as they prepare for. this. The se-
0: season yeah i mean it's the season to, it's the time of year the season of the year to be optimistic and i think you know, that goes everywhere that's uh generally every camp around the country every year uh people have positive feelings in in august i guess unless you're in in uh, columbus ohio this month which has been uh, entirely the opposite for different reasons but um uh it's it's pumped up a few uh levels in lincoln right now um kind of knew it would be that way watching uh from afar as Nebraska went through the process of changing coaches and getting of course number one target with Scott Frost in uh in December um and then everything's just been building up to uh to this to this time of year so um i i would say that the the um expectations the optimism are are peaking and uh and probably going over the you know overflowing a little bit to the to the uh, unrealistic <laughs> levels, I think when when Frost came on board, there was a there was an understanding of what what people had just seen in a four and eight season, and it was it was uh, the understanding was that this was going to take a lot of time, um, you know, at least a year to really get the ship righted and get Nebraska back in a position where just just that it was ready to compete w- within the division before you start talking about conference titles or whatever Nebraska's you know long term expectations are. And some of those, some of those, some of those expectations, I would say, have gotten a little bit out of whack as the uh, off season has has reached August. Um, to be expected, but uh, you're not going to see a finished product on the field this fall uh, at Memorial Stadium.
2: You know, big picture. My opinion. Yeah, I- I'm with you there, Mitch. Uh, the schedule is incredibly daunting, and you're rebuilding a whole lot there. Big picture, I-, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't believe that Scott Frost is going to win there and get them turned around and win some division titles, Big Ten titles, but that might not be enough. Short of a national championship, that's the fan expectation. Maybe not for a ton of people, but for a lot of people over mm-hmm. there. When you look at it at that stature, what would be your concern with the Scott Frost regime? What's the one thing that you would point at and say, they're not going to be able to get to that level? That's something that just maybe isn't attainable anymore.
0: Well, I think it's... that that I, One thing I would say that it would apply to any coach at Nebraska um, or Iowa, perhaps, for that matter. You know, a lot of programs that are in this part of the country that don't have the population base, um, that aren't Alabama, that aren't USC or Texas or Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, I think we're in an era of college football that's here to stay where it's more about, uh, you know, where where you are geographically, The players that, 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 not to say that you couldn't build that up at a place outside of the hotbeds in recruiting, but that's something that I think happens over a long period of time. So Nebraska has that going against it from the get go. That it's, you know, the, the plan in Lincoln is to, is to build that program from within and to do it with the kids in the state of Nebraska to have a, a strong walk on program and uh, to to you know to get everybody like Noah Fant, uh from your state to sign with your mm. school, so that's 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 the foundation, and I think that's that's great for having success within the division and for to challenge for Big Ten championships. But we've seen it uh, when you know let's take Michigan State for example when it got over the hump in 2015 and made it to the college football playoffs. And you achieved what I think so many people at so many programs outside of Ohio State and Michigan and maybe Penn State want to achieve within the Big Ten. And that was to, you know, to, to just to get there on that stage. And it wasn't enough. I mean, Michigan State was blown out in that situation by Alabama three years ago. I think that you may find that kind of a similar uh, deal with Nebraska. You know, if it has a breakout year like the Spartans did in 2015, you're going to get to that big stage. And then you're going to realize how hard it is to climb over that next hurdle. It's really, really tough, in my opinion. And I think that there will come a time uh, for Nebraska under Scott Frost where it gets to that realization. And then there will probably be, be the hard questions of, you know, can, can this be achieved? Can this be done? Yeah, we can have a lot of success in the Big Ten, but can you have success on the national level Against programs like a Clemson or an Oklahoma or a Georgia or an Alabama, and that, I'm not sure the answer to that right now.
1: Mitch Sherman from ESPN.com uh, is our guest. He's got a piece coming up on uh, Nebraska uh, at ESPN.com, and I don't want to make this all about the Huskers. Having said that, I got one more for you. Uh, does it look to you like they might be able to run the football, especially now that Maurice uh, is uh, is is eligible? Washington is eligible. Mm-hmm. He's a bigger back. Look, I saw enough in Trey Bryant, albeit briefly last year, to think to myself, you know what they might have found one here he, he was out early in the season and lost the remainder of the season he apparently is back is that going to be a strength do you think will they be able to run the football uh in scott Frost's first year
0: if you had to ask me the number one thing that i think people will be surprised about when it comes to nebraska's personnel when the season gets started and maybe you get uh through those first three non-conference games it's the amount of skill and talent they have at the running back spot they're deep you mentioned bryant Who was hurt uh, with a knee injury most of last year, and you know his health is going to be a question. Although he's healthy right now, I think it's always going to be a question with that knee. Uh, Washington uh, is the the true freshman who, uh, in a bit of a surprise, uh, is is eligible and and on campus and ready to play, and has been wowing uh, people who've seen practice uh, through the first week. I think that he's going to be an impact guy as a true freshman, and they. Um, a uh, junior college transfer who was one of the top JUCO running backs in the country, um, and some other returners like Mikhail Wilbon. Um, they have Devine and Zigbo. They have a lot of pieces in the backfield. I don't know. We'll see if they've got a 1,000-yard rusher. I think they would. There would be several candidates who could do it. Um, but I, I, I don't know if they're going to give one guy the ball enough to, to be able to produce that kind of uh, those kind of numbers. It's going to look, I would say, like a lot, like what you saw at what you saw at Oregon when Scott Frost was the offensive coordinator there, and you know when other guy when when Chip Kelly was the coach and Scott Frost was the receivers coach, just a lot of guys with their hands on the ball. And I, I think that's going to surprise some people. Um, can they run the ball consistently? You know, I think the answer to that question comes down to the offensive line, not so much the skill they have in the backfield. They, those guys won't be able to run it and run it well. Against good competition, if they don't have the pieces in place to block up front, and that's a major uh, a major project at Nebraska is rebuilding that offensive line. That's what Greg Austin, the uh, former Husker and uh, new O line coach, is uh, is charged with. They're, they're experienced up front, but the guys uh, who who are there and who are experienced aren't experienced having a lot of success. So, uh, to me, that's the biggest thing to watch, or one of the biggest things to watch on the offense. You're watching the quarterbacks first, but uh, next will come the development. Of the, uh, of the offensive line. And if those guys come along and are essential, then, yeah, I think they can run the ball.
2: Mitch, uh, from the Big Ten in Nebraska to their old conference and the Big 12, we've talked a lot about Oklahoma this offseason, improvements, what we're going to see from uh, young Stoops on the defensive side of the ball. But this team offensively, with Kyler Murray as the quarterback, are we going to see a different type of Oklahoma, more running the football, they run spread. They run zone. read. We've seen that in the past with different quarterbacks. But is this going to be a different look with Lincoln Riley and company?
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to change in an, an extreme way. I mean, Lincoln Riley's offense is going to be the offense that was born out of the Mike Leach system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's where he cut his teeth yep. in, uh, in, You know, as a player, and then as a coach. And you know, he's one of the preeminent guys now around the country. Who, who has mastered that offense and adapted that offense and, and, uh, you know, so many people do it in the Big 12 and I don't think anybody does it better than, uh, than what, what Lincoln Riley does. And I don't just mean from a personnel standpoint. I mean, clearly they have, uh, the, their pick of the talent in the league, but I think schematically, um, with X's and O's and strategy uh, wise that, that Oklahoma's offensive system is, is fantastic. And, you know, it helps when you have Baker Mayfield. Um, I, I, I don't, I think it'll look different. But I, you know, there's going to be so many elements that are the same, if, if, if that makes sense. I mean, Kyler Murray's going to run the ball for sure more effectively and more often than, than Baker Mayfield did, than Trevor Knight did in this, in this Oklahoma system. I guess that was more pre-Lincoln Riley. Riley was, uh, primarily, you know, has had Baker Mayfield with him when he's, when he's been in charge of that thing. Um, it's, yeah, it's different. Um, uh, Murray is a, is a different kind of talent. Than what you had with Mayfield, but they have pieces around him at uh, running back with Rodney Anderson. They have pieces around him uh, at, at the receiver spot, and I think they're going to be they're going to be effective on offense. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of elements that look uh, look very similar to what you've seen with with uh, Baker in charge.
1: Mm, Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com, is our guest. Speaking of pieces around him and Mitch, I've decided to die on this hill, and that's Iowa State. In the, uh, and, and what they might become this year, there's never been more talent there. There just hasn't, certainly, in decades. They've got a quarterback. They've got a running back. They've got good receivers, more depth on defensive line than they've ever had. Um, There's a lot of things to like about this Iowa State team. What is their ceiling this year? From where you sit,
0: I think it's pretty high. Um, You know, I think the momentum, the game last year, it it can vault this team up to the range of nine or ten wins if things if things break uh, the way that Matt Campbell and his staff hope and probably expect that they will. Um, You know, it's a it's a good year in the Big Twelve to. Uh, be in the position that Iowa State's in, in my opinion, because I don't think there's a dominant team. I, you know, I don't think that I also that Iowa State has the same kind of talent across the board offensively that you'll find at West Virginia or twenty, you know, twenty-two guys on both sides of the ball that you'll find at Oklahoma or TCU. But you saw what happened last year when Iowa State went up against top-ten programs. You know, they're capable of uh, of pulling that kind of thing off. They're not going to catch anybody by surprise. Uh, this season in the way that they did down in Norman last year, but I don't think they need to. You know, I think this is a team that can stand toe-to-toe and, uh, you know, play big-boy football in the Big 12. You know, not not every week. They're not going to go undefeated. They're not going to be Wisconsin from, from, uh, from 2017. It would shock me if you saw something like that. But um, I think they're a team because of the way that they've been built over the past two years and because of the, uh, you know, the the, 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 the mantra that Matt Campbell preaches that isn't going to be affected in a negative way by the higher expectations. Um, And in some places with some coaches, I think I would worry about that. If you, if you burst onto the scene, the way that Iowa state did last year, and then you come into the next season with higher expectations and higher hopes, and you got your running back Montgomery back, and you got your quarterback, the six year guy back, you know, there's going to be a lot of eyes on Iowa state this year. Um, I would worry about that at some places, but in Ames, uh, with, with Matt Campbell, knowing what I know about him, um, I'm not so worried about it. I think they will be, they'll be just fine. Their heads won't get too big. They'll be able to handle the hype. And, uh, you know, you may be looking at a team in November that uh, is charging toward, uh, toward that nine-win barrier.
2: Oh, and maybe a shot to play in Dallas. Who do you have playing in Dallas right now opposite Oklahoma?
0: Yeah, that would be uh, that would be amazing if uh, you know Iowa State is in, yes. in the title picture uh, there at the end of the season.
2: Who's who's the team that you currently have penciled in though?
0: Oh, sorry, you guys broke broke, broke away from oh, me there for sorry. a minute. Um, you're talking about the uh, the Big 12 championship game. I, you know, I think West Virginia to me is the team that I'm most intrigued to be able to see um, match up against the Sooners. Oklahoma has the the talent across the board, and I, I picked against Oklahoma last year. I was on the Oklahoma State bandwagon with with uh, their offensive mm-hmm. weapons, and in West Virginia, similar this year, it, 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 strikingly similar to what Oklahoma State had a year ago. Because people know the names uh, in Morgantown with Will Greer and David Sills, um, it was it, much like what you had last year with Mason Rudolph and James Washington mm-hmm. and those receivers at uh, at OSU. And you know, it, it just it didn't pan out the way that that uh, Mike Gundy and his his uh, his, his staff. Expected that it might um, for the Cowboys last year, and you know, maybe you'll be in that spot with West. It's speak I mean, to see West Virginia uh, give it a run. I think they can score with anybody in the country, and uh, I'm, mean, you know, I, I'm picking a Big Twelve championship game right now. It's uh, it's Oklahoma against the uh, the Mountaineers. Mm. Mitch Sherman,
1: ESPN.com. Mitch, thank you. We will uh, talk to you in the weeks to come. Always appreciate when you find time for us here in Des Moines. Thank you.
0: Yep, good to talk to you guys. Good Thanks. to talk
1: to you, Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com. Well, um, Iowa State's going to be
2: playing in that game, Trent. You are going all in. I'm going all in. You're going to die on the Iowa State football hill? You've been doing this a long time. A long time, Trent. I've been doing it for a while. Mm
1: -hmm. It's a hill
2: you don't want to die on when you do sports radio in the state of Iowa. Never, ever thought I would find myself even close to that hill. Basketball, sure. Maybe, yeah. Iowa football, okay. Mm -hmm. Iowa State football. No, never. You're pushing all your chips to the middle mm-hmm. of the table. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma-Iowa State a rematch of week three. Mm-hmm. I'll see you in Dallas. Okay. <laughs> let's let's make a date. It is incredibly difficult to poke holes in this football team. I can't do it, Trent. I can't. The one thing that we brought up yesterday yeah. was the turnovers. Sure. You fumble the football. And if, the, if
1: Campbell's nose is growing when he's talking about his offensive line.
2: Right, yeah. I mean, in terms of, yeah, kind of the, the guys on the field, that offensive line doesn't take that next step forward. Mm-hmm. But turnovers, a lot of breaks. You can't—every coach preaches ball security, right? I would hope so. Is, is Matt Campbell doing something <laughs> so radically different <laughs> yeah. than everybody else that his guys just don't— Are they carrying a the football to class all all year long, <laughs> Like right? the old movie, The Program, right? right? Yeah. They're, I just—that's something that is maybe just gnawing at me a little bit. Can he have that kind of fortune again? They didn't have a strip sack a year ago. I think of that. I know. I know. With Jacob Barks, who was pretty loose with the football, mm-hmm. and a guy that had little to no experience going in. That can't happen again. And I know. Triple those bounces go the other way. They're going to have to win close games, though.
1: And that's all right. Yeah. I mean, but that comes down to the kicking game, which we kind of also yeah, talked about yeah. yesterday. And by the sounds of things, the freshman is going to win the job. So look, Does, we'll see. Narvison's his name? Yeah, Narvison yeah. from Arizona.
2: Does 7-2 and two
1: get, get you, you to that spot? Well, then tiebreakers are going to be involved, obviously. Yes. And who are the two losses to? Do they beat Oklahoma?
2: Let's say one of the losses is Oklahoma.
1: Uh, so Oklahoma's got one of those spots and then is the other loss to a TCU see I'm I was all in on West Virginia just because of Will Greer I talked you out of that you one. did talk me out of it. the defense has too many holes in it for me and, and stills meet Mr. Peavy um, that's going to be a hell of a matchup yes. it really and truly is they got to go to TSU that to me might be the game that determines if Iowa State can win the tiebreaker at TCU, what if we go to the final weekend of the year and it's K State and it's that <laughs> witch Bill Snyder on the other side of the field?
2: I mean, can't you envision that scenario though? Yes, where either Kansas State maybe is also in the state. You know, whoever gets this gets the tiebreaker, yeah. and, and get, or they're they're humming along at six and five, and it's uh, okay, they're bowl eligible. But you know what? <laughs> we can get those cyclones again in Farmageddon. Take on a hold. A- and media. if
1: they do, Trent, I hope they beat Iowa State 42 to 3. Not another heartbreaker. Not another way that this fan base continues to have that knife twisted by Bill Snyder. Lose 42 to 3 if you're going to lose to the Cats.
2: Speaking of Iowa State K State from a year ago, you remember how upset Matt Campbell was at the play calling after the game? N- not running the football, I no, believe it was. I don't was? remember, was he? It seemed watching the game that. He was yelling into his headset more than normal. He was not enamored with the play calling that they had late in that game. And he, I didn't want to go to Memphis. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I don't blame him. I never want to go to Memphis again. <laughs> yeah,
2: he, you had your time. That, that was enough. enough. That was enough. I've been there once. That's enough, right? enough for me. Yeah. yeah. One time was good. But is that maybe a reason— could, he likes to have control of his program, that he is the offensive coordinator now. At least for the time being, and I don't see that changing. And, and this is not to— Do so you
1: think this goes back to last year and he was P.O.'d at Manning's play calling? I, I
2: think that game really sticks out. And Maybe. this is not to demean Tom Manning, No, I think Tom is a Manning's great No, Tom Manning's a coach. great,
1: great coach mind, mine, no doubt about it. Tom Manning is going to be a head coach before we know it.
2: I think you're right. Uh-huh. Yes, I, I agree with that. He is going to ascend up and either get a job at the college level as a head coach mm-hmm. or— I think he is on a path that he can go there. What he, d- he did with the offensive line in year one, those first couple of games, they were <laughs> awful. We talk about the Vikings. We saw two years ago, yes, two true. of the worst offensive lines I can remember in college football early right. with Iowa Within State. Within 180 miles of one another. <laughs> in Minneapolis with the Vikings really? throughout the whole
1: season. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, so um, we're, before we run out of time, you're going to be at the fair tonight. Yes. I saw your uh, the number of people that are scheduled to stop by and visit with you. That's
2: outstanding. Do you think yeah. they'll all show up? I, I talked to everybody this morning. They are all ready to go, going to be out there. That's so. great.
1: Got a and lot who of are these people. guys? I mean, I think it's great that you're putting them on the air. What's wonderful? I'm not killing you for doing this, no, no, or them. But I mean, I'm not. You know what? So who are they?
2: Well, the uh, first couple of guys are guys I know from fantasy baseball. They're okay. huge Cubs and Bears fans, Chicago mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. that live here in Des Moines. And your Bears play at six o'clock tonight. They do. So that's why they wanted to come in early. <laughs> good plan. Yeah, they they had things figured out. So those two guys are going to stop in. Uh, it's it's Cody and Fish. They'll be there early. And, and Jeff
1: Fisher actually got Jeff Fisher on Twitter. Did you see that?
2: Jeff J. Fisher. I thought it was
1: just Jeff no. Fisher, was it? Okay, Jeff I missed J. that. Fisher, I thought,
2: yeah. Wow, that guy must have joined, <laughs> might have been one of the first guys to sign up. But they are the complete opposite Bears fans of me. I'm, as you know, very pessimistic. Uh-huh. These guys are optimistic. These guys are. So they see that. They,
1: every- they the, well, I don't see the Bears 12 and 4, but I see a marked improvement from last year
2: uh and in fact deadspin came out with their why your team sucks yesterday on the bears and what was the reason oh there there's so many of them have you oh, really? the broncos are actually out too do you read that Uh, uh-uh. i don't read Deadspin. Oh, it's excellent Is you it? will get a kick even as a fan i mean they they make fun of your team but there's so much truth in it that you it puts a smile on your face i'll send you the broncos one you'll like it and uh the bears one came out so i got a lot of ammunition to throw back at those guys because a lot of things that i read and i'm like yeah you're right my team does suck and it annoys me they're on the other side Cubs fan on top of it. Cody is so uh, he was not pleased last night. I, I was uh, texting Oof. back and forth with him last evening. So those guys will be in. Alex Halstead's going to stop by. Well, obviously, talk I think cycles. it's Iowa
1: State night at the fair. I think Pollard and okay. the company. I saw a tweet that they are. Where do they go? Varied Industries Building, yes, maybe.
2: Which I'll be very close to. I'll be. Will up- you? Just opposite uh, on the east side of the administration building. So, so same d- side. Are you under cover at least? Or are you yes. Just, oh, that's good. And the, the booth that we're in, I, I've heard, is very nice. Well, very good. They said even nicer than the FM stations have. Oh, Ooh, that's very good. Look at you. Yeah. Perking so, like a coffee pot. Stop by. We'll have a corn dog. We'll drink some beer. We'll talk sports. It'll and be Creighton's going to come by? Dave Creighton will be there. I see he's already soliciting some of your listeners to bring him beer. Yes, of oh, course. It doesn't hurt, right? Yeah, yeah. Work it when you can. Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. We don't get to drink mm-hmm. on the job very often here in our, our little studio but this is a day you know you kind of break it a little bit i gotta slow down sometimes i get excited because anymore i don't get to party like i once did with no. the toddler in the house and you
1: can't party like you once to just so you <laughs> just to let you know uh, that that that's a little concerning so
2: listen late in the so hour will hopefully you, i'm not slurry
1: yeah will you stay at the fair then are you going to make a night of it or
2: i'll be there for a little longer yeah mm-hmm. shake some hands you know do all that and uh Make it home before bedtime for Ellen, put her to bed. And
1: then watch some football
2: because yes. the Bears,
1: your Bears are on uh, Channel 5 at 6. Channel 5, huh? That's what it says ABC. So, huh. um, Channel 8's got Tennessee and Green Bay. 17's got Houston and Kansas City. Oh, by the way, 1700 has. Uh Houston and Kansas City. So are mm-hmm. they what time is the pregame? Is that r- six o'clock. So right after you we go to yep. the uh, to the Chiefs pregame and then Dallas and San Francisco late. So Marchie Murdoch is there. Uh Joel Lanning
2: is there. CJ Bethard is there. Mm-hmm. Kittle is there. Um there's some guys in and, that late game. And I told you earlier in the program today I finally got a chance last night to watch hard knocks. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the things Remember that, that, yep. that uh, bounced up Derek Willys. Is on that team, and I, I saw, saw him in that. the wide receiver room. I saw that, yeah. And Jarvis Lander is yeah. there. doing his speech. Next time uh, we get Ken Silverstein on, I'm going to have to ask well, him. we don't get Ken Silverstein, yes, you when, and Jimmy B. When me and Jimmy B have him on, I'm going to have to ask him if Willis has any chance of making that roster. Boy, he was a— Intriguing prospect. He
1: certainly was. And then when he left, did you see him? And he, I think it was during the, one of the winter training session. He jumped. See how high he could mm-hmm. jump. He jumped onto like I don't know what a palma horse or whatever it was. My right. oh God, and yeah. some speed there too, Trent Condon, and some speed that could have been used last year in that receiving core.
2: So I'm gonna guess not a whole lot of baseball for you this evening. I won't see a pitch. Not a pitch. I don't think so. Not even. Well, yeah, with, with well, really four games because the NFL Network uh-huh. will have.
1: They've got two. They, uh, they've got uh, they, well, they've got Barkley uh, v, v v Mayfield early. Yeah. Browns Giants is also I think six or six thirty. <clears throat> um, Beathard should play significant uh, time tonight. I would think. Right. I want to see him. How much do you think Baker Mayfield will play? I know Hard Knocks obviously plays a bunch. Uh,
2: and he, he'll be second- Tyrod for a series yeah, or two. Yeah. Five series? Maybe. Four or five series, probably right in that range. Watching the show. Yeah.
1: Do you get the sense Baker Mayfield's got a legitimate chance to win this? No. Or do you think it's Taylor's job? I think it's Tyrod Taylor's job. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I i can't wait to see Baker Mayfield play in NFL football. I think he's got a chance.
2: And uh, I said this one too earlier. My, I think one of my favorite parts was uh, the GM John Dorsey. Mm-hmm after Jarvis Landry he makes that ridiculous catch yeah. and just him smiling ear to ear. He's got an athlete. I, 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 I brought in that guy.
1: Yeah, no, he's... Well, I, I hope he makes it there. I like Dorsey. I, yeah, do. yeah. I think it's going to be a good show. I really I do. do. Um, we will be back tomorrow. Speaking of good shows, Jimmy B and TC today, 3 to 6. Now, will Brinson join you at all during the... No, a-
2: no. Told Jimmy B, just take the day take off. Take the day off, Brinson. You don't want to
1: come to the. You don't want to come to the fair. Just stay the hell away. Exactly. Yeah, probably a good move. All of our guests appear on the Doctor Stephen Fuller Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Two locations: twenty eight twenty two East 29th Street in Des Moines, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Join Trent at the fair tonight from 3 until 6. A variety of guests stopping by. Why don't you do the same? We are back tomorrow. Dylan Monts will be here on Iowa State. Tom Cakert will be here. Bama Bob slides in. More Mitch Holtis. He will recap tonight's preseason game that you can hear right here between the Texans and the Chiefs. Pre-game starts at 6 until tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody, right here on 1700 KBGG.